the first people that will start travel, it will be all localized. People that live in the area, that's where the tourism businesses need to look at as potential customers. Bringing that experience that customers would normally have face-to-face into the digital online dives, online educational tools, online zip lines through the jungle. So there's definitely opportunities to be explored. Welcome to CQ University Commentary, the podcast bringing you our experts to explore and dissect issues that affect you, your family, and your community. Subscribe now so you don't miss an episode and join the conversation on CQ University social media. This episode was recorded during the global coronavirus outbreak. As a result, CQ University has dedicated the first season of this podcast to focus on conversations about the issues from COVID-19 that you may not have considered, but are still changing the world we live in today. In following social distancing advice from the government, our interviewers and experts conducted these conversations remotely, so you may experience a lower quality of audio recording. Visit the CQ University website for more information on our response to COVID-19 and advice for students and staff. Hi there, and you're listening to CQ University Commentary. Thanks for joining us for another week. And this week, we're joined by Dr. Elena Konovalov. She's a lecturer in management and marketing at CQ University with a research focus on tourism and well-being. And she's based in sunny Townsville. Most recently, she's been looking at North Queensland tourism operators and how they're going to use social media in their marketing. Elena, thanks for joining CQ University Commentary. Uh, thank you so much for inviting me, Mary. No worries. And look, I think we can probably tell, like most people, you're in your home right now because everyone's in their home right now, apart from those very essential jobs. If you can work from home, people are working from home. And that is the advice for stopping the spread of coronavirus. In fact, since April 1st, Queensland has even closed its borders to the rest of Australia as well as the world. So I guess the first question is, where does that leave Queensland's $25 billion tourism industry? In a very tough spot, I can tell you this much. Um, Look, um, Tourism is actually the economic sector that has been uh, hit the hardest by the current situation with the COVID-19. Um, it is affected in a dramatic and uh, never previously seen way. And it does require all the businesses that are linked to tourism um, to um, put some plans in place to try to stay afloat and ride out this crisis. So it's a very tough situation. Um, Let's not put it in any rosy terms. Uh, And uh, people are definitely stressed and depressed and there is a lot of negative um, emotions attached to it. But um, there are ways uh, that the government is helping as well as the tourism organizations putting helpful resources for the businesses to deal with the situation. And um, Queensland in a way is definitely not alone. Uh, It's it's a situation that is affecting uh, tourism worldwide. And uh, any lessons that we can learn from any other tourism businesses or tourism organizations are really useful at this point in time. Well, it's so tough now, as you say, pretty much a global shutdown. Um, I guess people have to take hope in looking forward and thinking about, well, once borders do reopen, once we get back to 
a version of normal. But you'd have to think even then there'll be less people travelling than previously possibly. So operators maybe will have to look to a fairly local market. Is it up to Queenslanders? Can Queenslanders save the Queensland tourism market? Well, definitely the international travel uh, will be uh, the last one to um, come back to some state of normal. Um, So absolutely, uh, as the restrictions will hopefully uh, be getting lifted at some point in time, the the first people that will start travel, it will be all localized. So all the local people that live in the area, that's where the tourism businesses need to look at as potential customers to start with building their businesses back up. So even uh, probably not within the state to start with, I'm thinking even like North Queensland will be somewhat separate than say Bundaberg area, somewhat separate, and then going back to Brisbane and Gold Coast, they will be separate. So once that normality kind of returns, then we will look at statewide travel and then, um, you know, traveling across Australia. But international travel is definitely something that will be the last one to come back. And even if it does come back and when it will come back, hopefully, uh, we will look at um, possible changes to the way we travel. Uh, um, Probably there will be much stricter visa laws um, that allow people to apply for visa and travel internationally. As well as um, people are saying now, most likely there will be some kind of medical checkups that will be incorporated in those visa processes. So it's definitely something that will be evolving as we speak, and we've never been in a situation like this, so we can't really draw on the past experiences. And countries will be opening one by one, so those that one that were hit. Uh, the most with the virus, they will be probably closed for longest. And there's those that are actually relatively okay and came out of it affected, but I guess not in a dramatic way. They're the ones that probably will be opening their borders a little bit sooner, but again, only to selected countries. So this is something that is most likely to happen. But in immediate, say, a couple of months or three, four months from now, we're looking at definitely domestic travel. Well, hopefully Australia is going to be in that second category and we are riding this as as well as we possibly can. Um, Let's talk about that domestic travel potential. I'm sure a lot of tourism operators are really clinging to as their first hope. What's, What's best case scenario? Is it just everyone, as soon as we're allowed out, booking a holiday in their local area? And how can operators encourage them to do that? Well, I think everybody who is staying at home has got a cabin fever. Everyone <laughs> wants to get out and about. But at the same time, this is something that absolutely has to happen for us to actually be able to travel sooner once uh, all these infections stop. So um, the locals will be very keen to get out and about. And at the same time, the I guess the distance to which we allow to travel will be quite limited. So for tourism operators, they have to um, review their products, innovate and um, change to adjust to this um, changing demand. So if you were mostly oriented international visitors that are coming and you would uh, provide uh, some kind of general information about the area, you will have to look at changing that and actually providing something new and interesting that probably even locals that live in the area do not know about. And I'm, as as you said, based in North Queensland, and I um, actually myself explore the region quite a bit. And there is so many um, small 
uh, hidden uh, waterfalls, beaches, destinations that people, local people don't know about. So I think as a tourism operator, if you establish new itineraries, if you establish um, new educational tours or um, new entertainment for the locals, it will be taken up in arms and everyone will be so happy to do something uh, outside. And uh, we are coming actually in um, a good weather here in tropical North Queensland. It's our summer. It's a beautiful weather for us. So plenty of opportunities to do some fun things. And I'm sure locals will be very keen to take to tick off those bucket list things that, you know, we're sitting there and everyone was waiting for opportunity to come or something, you know, maybe good timing. I think once uh, everyone been inside for that long, uh, everyone will be very keen to actually kick out some major uh, bucket list goals. Enjoying this episode? Subscribe to Seek University Commentary on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts for more. And remember to rate, review, and share. And you made a good point. People will be wanting the entertainment as well as the destination. Do you think that's key to recovery, that operators are offering not just come to beautiful places, but connection with people, which is probably a lot of what most of us have been missing, whether that's events or music or all sorts of things. Do you think there's a lot of scope for operators to get innovative in with what they offer to bring people together? Absolutely. I think that can be one of the strategies. Um, the operators um, need to now scope um, the local businesses and local providers in related areas and try to put their heads together and come up with the interesting innovative travel products uh, and services. So events, definitely an area that they can explore. But again, that's something that potentially Potentially could be still um, limited by the uh, regulations of social gatherings after even after the restrictions are lifted. So you have to be planning in that space, but cautiously uh, somewhat, I guess, uh, big festivals and things like this, probably not something that we will see soon. But at the same time, it can be uh, local groups of interest getting together, guided by the local tourism operators on a particular uh, themed uh, journey uh, and sharing um, some thing together. So it could be small uh, individual tours for uh, families that are finally getting together, like a large extended families are finally getting together after these restrictions have been lifted. So it's uh, providing those opportunities to reconnect uh, with um, your loved ones and your family and friends. I think that would be the key. Um, I'm sure tourism operators would like to just fast forward through the next few months and get to a point where they can start doing something. But what what could they be doing now to lay the groundwork to survive the crisis? And what, what are you aware of that they're already doing now? Yeah, tourism operators are actually have not been taking this laying down. They are innovative and quite resilient. So they're implementing good strategies in place. They're communicating with their customers. They're keeping keeping them informed about what's happening and actually being honest and transparent. Um, you know, this is what's happening. We're closing now, but we will reopen as soon as we can. So the key, uh, I guess, um, strategies that uh, tourism operators can think about now, first of all, their communication that is going out to their customers, stakeholders, um, making sure that they inform everyone about what's happening, uh, what's their plans are, what they're thinking about, sharing the um, 
content that they had from past uh, experiences, from past trips, uh, keeping those dreams alive. So basically, when people start thinking about what are we going to do, um, it's a good opportunity right now to jump into the space and provide people with ideas, provide them with inspirations and dreams and offer your products and services. So um, communication is crucial and you need to stay on top of that. Also, if you have any online listings, such as um, Australian Tourism Data Warehouse or Google My Business or TripAdvisor, now it's a really, really good time to go and update those, update your operating hours, uh, put them there if you currently close, put them there currently close until further notice. So when people actually search for information, they find the updated information. Um, also, innovating and planning for the future, looking at the uh, things that you were doing before this happened, evaluating it in the current light, and also thinking what you can do differently going forward. What skills that you can capitalize on that you probably haven't utilized on? What are the aspects of your business that you were dreaming of changing, but never had time to do? So now is actually forced um, mm -hmm. time when you can sit down and spend this time looking at your financials, looking at operations of your business, looking at your logistics, looking at your supply chain, and thinking about where can you improve? And from our research um, that we've conducted just before this all happened, we spoke with uh, small tourism operators, and they're actually quite uh, busy with day-to-day -day running, and they don't have time um, to spend, to put much thinking into their digital presence. And now is actually the time to educate yourself about social media marketing, about digital uh, marketing, to see what your business looks like online, and and what information should be present there. It's a really good point. And I think we've already seen some of that um, in a crisis, people leaning into social media. Um, hard to believe, but the bushfires that were only earlier this year, it feels like a millennia ago. Uh, but we saw after the bushfires, the hashtags like buy from the bush and um, take an empty esky, which was people encouraging each other to go to uh, stricken and affected areas and take some of their spending money, take their business and support those local businesses that have been so hard hit. Now, obviously, that was very localised after the bushfires and Corona really meant it didn't take off as much as it could have. But uh, do you think something like that applies to this that can be social media user driven and could apply more broadly? Because I guess as far as tourism goes, everyone's in the same boat. Mm, absolutely. Look, uh, I think it's happening quite a lot across Australia already. Uh, in Townsville, we have the Townsville City Council um, partnering with the Support Local uh, organization, and they're actually actively promoting local businesses uh, currently that are doing um, delivery and uh, packages and baskets uh, of local goods for the people. Um, so they're actually trying to get that information across and make sure that the local businesses are still um, getting that additional, I guess, marketing support through their channels as well. So it's happening, I think, across Australia. Um, there is uh, definitely opportunities there for the locals to band together and support each other and make sure that we um, 
you know, shopping in our regular takeaways or if we used to have, you know, a cup of coffee once a week in a particular place, we go still there and order it as a takeaway. So there is definitely um, strategies to drive that local engagement and local support. Uh, and uh, social media is a really, really good channel. And I guess the more authentic it is, the more likely it is to take off and for people to join in. But at the same time, it has to be unique and different. Um, something that is authentic to your area, uh, like, you know, something quirky and unique that um, no other areas have. And because coronavirus, as you said, is quite a uh, worldwide phenomenon and everyone is dealing uh, with it. So just support local is probably um, that most likely to be a little bit more successful and a little bit more effective. Definitely uh, make sure that it's consistent. You top up your posts, um, you in engage with your followers, you talk to them, you find out what, what they're thinking, how are they doing in, in this current crisis, and just uh, making sure that your pages are interactive. So if you're engaging in good conversations, if you have those converse, conversation starters in your posts, then you get good engagement and you get to know your customers. And then you can actually run different polls about what they'd like to see in your uh, company, you know, offer them a couple of choices and see which product um, they like the most. And it sounds like a really good call to action to um, people who are planning that holiday, I suppose, once this is all over. Um, perhaps now is the good time for them to be liking all those Instagram accounts with places they want to go or messaging the Facebook page and saying, I am coming, you know, and engaging for those updates because I'd imagine tourism operators would probably find that a bit encouraging as well. Absolutely, absolutely. If you were thinking about visiting, say, Fraser Island or some other destination somewhere, uh, make sure you like their page, make sure you comment and like their posts because absolutely that gives the companies and businesses that are operating in those locations a reassurance that there is still loyal customer base that's just waiting for them to be back in business and they just need to hang on in there because it will get easier at some stage. We can't stay in lockdown forever. So uh, in a way, um, yes, definitely it's probably longer than we initially thought, but initially we should see some lifting of restrictions uh, because uh, as we see currently the, the curve that we were trying to flatten is actually finally flattened and the number of new infections is slowing down. So if we see that kind of stopping or slowing down dramatically in certain states, these are the states that the first probably will lift their restrictions. And in that sense, if uh, if the customers posting the reviews about, you know, great um, trips that they had before, uh, maybe sharing with their um, friends on social media, hey, I've been to this, this was a trip of a lifetime, guys, highly recommend. That's definitely really, really encouraging for tourism operators. Elena, finally, throughout this crisis, we've seen so many innovative ideas already for people connecting with each other. And I'm thinking things like people coming out on their balconies in Italy and singing. In Australia, it's been a bit weirder. I think there's now half a million or so people who are sharing pictures of themselves taking the bins out on <laughs> Facebook. Um, so we're, we're a creative bunch. There's no doubt about it. But is there something you've seen um, that's been specific to the tourism industry of how people are staying connected through this time? 
I think the online uh, tours, uh, online dives, online educational tours, online zip lines through the jungle, these are the things that are taking off, online wine tasting. Um, so I think, yeah, there is a lot of um, different innovative ways in which tourism uh, businesses and tourism-related businesses are adjusting. So there is a lot of bringing that experience that customers would normally have face-to-face into the digital sphere and platforms. So there is a lot of that happening. And I think there is a great opportunities there because um, actually when the things get to normal, still not everybody is able to travel. So I think maybe we, um, explore, uh, you know, with this current situation, we're exploring opportunities that exist for digital tourism and something that maybe there will be different pro- tourism products that will stay available even after this um restrictions are lifted because let's face it like you know there is um some disabled people that would like to see great barrier reef but for example don't have the physical capabilities to go and make the trips so whatever the data uh and the content that is shared now uh on the digital platforms is i'm sure very uh interesting for them um going forward uh, regardless of the restrictions so i think um definitely there is a lot of innovation in that space um bringing those uh, tourism experiences. Uh, another one, I think it's not specific to tourism, but it's a slow TV. When people just zoom in and just watch something in real time, be it sunset, um, sunrise, uh, moonrise, um, you know, the ocean, or maybe even the train taking a trip. So there is a lot of that kind of just um, taking uh, this time to join in a particular feed and just relax and get that feeling of calmness. And I think that's what tourism operators can capitalize on right now to actually um, build those digital products that they can use going forward to promote their experiences as well as probably target different customers that they normally would target. Uh, Some customers that are unable to attend their uh, tours and uh, experiences physically. So there's definitely opportunities to be explored. And uh, as I said, tourism businesses at the start are quite innovative. So I think in this uh, tough space, uh, many actually take it on the chin and continue to come up with great ideas. It's a really good point, and I think you're absolutely right. The tourism sector is going to look a lot different after this, and possibly, possibly for the better, possibly much bigger with all those online opportunities as well. Um, although I must admit, I'm hanging out for the day where a wine tasting is not virtual. That's going to be one of my first ports of call <laughs> once this is all over. Um, and I think probably a lot of people are on the same boat there. Um, look, so good to get your perspective on all of this, Dr. Elena Konovalov. Thank you so much for joining us on CQ University Commentary and look forward to staying in touch as we see the re-emergence of the tourism industry. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me.